Your presence has been detected and recorded. Thank you. Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome back to My Random World. I, of course, am your, the one who's jingling all the way, Chris. Joining me as always, she's the leader of the Misfit Toys, Miss Crystal. <laughs> it took me everything not to laugh. I didn't know you were going to shake that. <laughs> I was holding my nose. <laughs> <laughs> and joining me on the couch here, we've got the cutest of the Mogwai, Miss Jody. Hmm. <laughs> you have you you have the cutest of the Mogwai between the two of you, and on the other side of you. <laughs> She's our little gizmo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't feed our two little mongrels after yeah. midnight. <laughs> I know better. <laughs> but we have to get them like clean. So <laughs> not much tell me that. What <laughs> <laughs> do the groomers take care of that? Well, welcome back. It's our last episode of the season. Yay. <laughs> no, yay. I'm tired of doing this from afar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're going to speak on our last one. That's the last of the season, and we'll pick up season two once Miss Crystal gets back to Orlando. <laughs> It'll be, be easier. Sometime in the new year. Yes. So. Oh, hopefully next month. <laughs> so I can pray. I can hope. I can wish. We're, we're just going to enjoy this last one, and then we'll pick up again and start running with it next year. <laughs> Tonight's episode, we are going to delve into some holiday movies, whether it be Christmas, New Year's, whatever it is. It's if it happens in the holidays, it, we're talking about it. It sounds like we're going to do a lot of non-traditional <laughs> Christmas movies. Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, celebrates Christmas. Yeah, no. Look, there's <laughs> probably one out there. I mean, Elvira did a lot I mean, of movies, and they're all great. <laughs> Yeah. Why not? Put that past her. Maybe that's better. <laughs> right. I'm I'm sure she celebrates oh, the yeah. holidays. I'm sure she's done a Christmas special or two. Maybe she celebrates Solstice. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it would make her money. I'm pretty sure she's got something Christmassy oh, yeah. out there. Oh yeah. So we're gonna <laughs> We're going to talk some uh, Christmas movies, and if we have time, we'll probably talk some other randomness. <laughs> we have trivia, too. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start this off with what some people uh, consider a controversial Christmas movie. Some consider it an a just an action movie. Some do consider it a Christmas movie. It's my favorite Christmas movie. <laughs> Weird. It's totally a Christmas movie. Just because it has action does not mean it's not That's a Christmas right. movie. So we're talking the one, the only Die Hard. <laughs> the first one. The best. Well, yeah. The best one. The original. The original. I mean, Die Hard with a Vengeance is really good. Also, that's the one with Samuel L. Jackson, but the first one is... It's it's Alan It's... Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I haven't seen this movie in the longest of times, and I would argue the house down, the house down boots, you know, that this is not a Christmas movie. Yes, it, there's a Christmas party, but it's not a Christmassy movie. Why wouldn't it be a Christmassy movie? The first terrorist that he kills, he puts a Santa hat on him and says, now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> It's about a family coming back together. How was that not Christmassy? Just because there's machine guns and broken glass and a really cool ass Bond yeah. villain does not mean that it's not a Christmas. Well, movie. to me, it's uh, you know, it's a heist action movie that just happens to take place on Christmas. Well, it is. It does. But even the writer of the movie has said it's a Christmas movie. And they, 
Yeah, I, I have watched the making of this movie, and they were still writing most of the movie while they were filming <laughs> it. But I, I mean, it's a wonderful life is really a movie about death that happens at Christmas sure. time. It's, it's still a Christmas movie. movie. But I mean, he's coming home from New York. His wife got a really good job in Los Angeles. She moved the kids to LA. He stayed in New York to be on the NYPD. And then he's coming back to he's coming to Los Angeles, not knowing if he's gonna be staying at home or not, because they've they've unofficially separated. And going by her mm-hmm. main name at work. And but the boss but, likes him, sends a, a limo for him at the airport. And but uh this is literally the starting point of half of the Hallmark Christmas channels. The difference <laughs> is that it's Bruce Willis and they upplay the action versus actor C that will never be in anything but a Hallmark well, movie. That with really bad writing. When they showed when they first showed previews for this movie, when people saw that Bruce Willis was in an action film, they laughed. Because all he'd ever done was the TV show Moonlighting. He'd been. Oh, well, I, well, I was too young at that point. Where I don't he played a smartass and it was comedy. And he, this, this launched his action career. I mean, it just. He still plays a smartass well, and is a bit of a comedian. <laughs> and honestly, they called him and they said, he, he called, well, he called the uh, producers. And he said, I want, I want more jokes. And they're like, well, we want to write you more jokes, but your people told us that you didn't want any more rewrites. And he's like, he was basically like, fuck them. Don't listen to them. <laughs> Send me more rewrites. I don't care. And right. Exactly. <laughs> and then when they were casting yep. everybody else in the movie, when they cast, the casting director wanted Alan Rickman. This is Alan Rickman's first film. We don't, don't know. Yeah, he really? Stage Broadway. When he, when oh, okay. Came, I was gonna say this is like in the middle of his career, but I guess that that could be right. When he came yeah. on screen the first time, I had to remind myself that that was Alan Rickman because he looked like the guy from Robin Hood Men in Tights, the Sheriff of Rottingham. I can't remember that actor's name, but. Well, but I, I, I think isn't that character supposed to be literally making yeah, fun yeah, of his character yeah. from? Yeah, that's why. Can, can we just talk about how nice uh, at first Nakatomi Plaza is? My God, if I could work in an office that looked like that with that water fountain and the rock features, hello. It was actually the Fox Building, and the bottom two floors weren't done, and the top like three or four floors weren't done and then all the floors in between had lawyers and businessmen and <laughs> well that worked out perfect they didn't have to change sets <laughs> you just go up to the unfinished floors and there's your scene well I'm not a hater on this movie I just for the longest time just didn't consider Christmas but I really enjoyed watching the movie <laughs> Like the fact that yeah, I, I hadn't seen it until he said the yippee kaye motherfucker line. I was like, he's what? got a very weird cadence when he says it. Yeah, yeah. he's like motherfucker. <laughs> I was like, this is the first time I'm saying this on screen. They, apparently, the scene they hadn't written the scene where Alan and where Hans and John McClane meet. And they were standing around the craft services table, and somebody asked Alan Rickman, can you do an American accent? He goes, well, I can do a Californian accent. And then he did this really <laughs> bad accent. They're like, oh, my God, that's perfect. <laughs> so then they wrote the scene where they meet each other, and, you know, Bruce Willis' character doesn't know who he is. And he's like, oh, God, you're one of them. You're going to kill me. And Alan Rickman starts freaking out. And then when he tells him, I'm John McClane, they – they zoom in on Alan's face and his eye his eyes just do that little thing where it widens and yeah, that, was that cool. recognition, it was just perfect. Oh that <laughs> accent though. I know. Because he was German, he was Hans. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. Just the fact the one thing that got me at first too is 
Bruce Willis doing all this shit in bare feet. Mm-hmm. I told Chris Dude. Not to do that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's the it's like the equivalent of seeing uh, what's her face in Jurassic Robert Park. Uh, <laughs> is it the and her heels? Not Park, but the you yeah. know when they came back yeah. world. Yeah, and her heels, and she's running, and you're like, the fuck, you're in your heels. I'm like, see, now that would be the opposite thing. It's like, with her, I would have been like, get the hell out of the heels and run, but... And and even though you Girl. and him and his wife, like, together in the movie, everybody says it's a love story between John McClane and Officer Al, who's played by Reginald Bell Johnson, from Family Matters, because... <laughs> and he, when they filmed that that was the first scene they ever had together like physically in the movie so it's the first time they've seen each other and it's just so sweet because they're looking for each other that they just embrace you're like no and Reginald Bell Johnson said when he went to audition he said Wesley Snipes was ahead of him and he walked in and he goes I'm going to be the best what, and I can't remember the full character's name, you know, Officer Al, whatever. Owl. Yeah, and they, and then he went home, and then he got the call later that he was ready to give up on acting when he went to this audition. He bought his mom a house mm-hmm. and a car with what he made from the movie. And, Aww. But, well, shoot, there was something else. Did he ever play anything other than a cop so. in anything he did? So he was in Die Hard too. He played the same <laughs> character, but yeah, and then he played a cop in Family Matters. <laughs> yes, and I think a few of the things he like guested on, and he was a cop. And I'm like, do you? Yeah, play? Yeah, I mean, Nazel Tov, you like he pays the bills, but and then my favorite. Sometimes it's right. what it's meant yeah. to be. And my favorite bit of trivia from the movie is they had like this amazing stunt coordinator and when Alan Rickman you know spoiler alert when Alan Rickman falls off the building at the end oh, of the Oh I movie, was just about to ask you to tell this story. They, <laughs> spoiler alert I know, from what, I know. 30 years now they, they told <laughs> they they're like how are we going to do this it was a 40 foot drop from like a scaffold to an airbag and Alan's like you know what I'll do it myself so they put him in a harness they had him held on by a piece of rope, and then he was just going to free fall into this uh, bag. And they, the director told Alan, we're going to count one, two, we're, how, how did he say? We're going to count one, no, three, two, one. <laughs> Hang on. No, we're going to count three. You fail. You fail. Two, one, and then they're going to drop you like a beat after one. And he's like, okay. And then he went up to the stunt guys and they said, drop him on one. So they went three, two, boom, and dropped him. So that look on his face is real. <laughs> they should have dropped it at two. It would yeah. be more and terrifying. Then an interview with him and he said, fortunately, <laughs> that was his last shot of the movie that he ever had to film. <laughs> <laughs> You're not getting that one a second Literally. time. He's gonna in case they, you know, kill them in the middle of it. <laughs> right. Uh, oh, I love that movie. Uh, but and can we just give a little shout out to that uh, limo driver sitting oh, under here, oblivious to uh, everything until he happens to see the news. I know. Complete. Yeah, until he happens to hear it on the radio, and then you got William Atherton who played. The and the EPA guy in the Ghostbusters, and when they did, we oh, like yeah. a really good asshole. We get him back, and he's like, "All right, I know I do it good. That's fine." <laughs> <laughs> the um, was it the second? Was the second one where yeah. he was at the airport? Okay, and that plane that was the coming down. Yeah, okay. His wife, it what and William Atherton on it, and then some like foreign official that they were trying to yeah. get. I didn't think it was that bad of a movie. It's the worst honest. of the five, I think. I don't care. I thought it was a pretty <laughs> decent movie. I'll give a shit, even if it's the worst of the five. Like. 
I, it was fun. It was entertaining. It wasn't so out there that I went, oh, God, no, I can't even watch this. I mean, compared to no, some shit that could say, I, like I thought I it was I great. It than I did years ago. But I do like... In the hindsight, it's not quite as bad as you thought it was. I like when um, William Atherton's character is being a pain in the ass and he keeps calling the stewardess. And when he sees... Mrs. McLean, he calls the stewardess over and he's like, I need to move seats. And she's like, what is your problem? You need to stop calling me. And finally, she, Mrs. McLean is like, um, he wants to move away from me because I have, he has a restraining order against me. <laughs> and they're like, for what? And, and she's like, well, I punched him. They go, oh, you want to go up to first class? <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> I do remember that. You know what that means. What's that mean? It's time for another edition. Oh, already? Of what in the random world trivia? Ooh, okay. This time it's done by our peanut gallery. Yay. We're sharing. The- this sounds huh? planned. <laughs> I said this sounds planned. Well, I have three <laughs> trivia questions, so let's. Start with number one. We'll do one, and then we'll come back a little later after another one. We'll spread out the love, the knowledge. So I had to take a little poetic license on this because there are so many damn versions of this uh, story. There are musical versions. There are theater versions. There are silent film versions that were only like 13 minutes long. And But... uh, um, how many versions can you actually like find and go watch of a Christmas Carol that are not that are not musical? Versions? Seriously, that are not musical versions. What's what's considered like, a no, musical like, version? Like you, you like the Muppets live action, like the one that Kelsey Grammer did um, back in like '04 was a musical version. And I'm not counting. I didn't Scrooge, even know he did one. Because there's several versions of Scrooge. There's a Black Adder version of Christmas Carol. Jeez. Now you're really making this hard. Yeah. Jeez Louise. It's not as many as you think it is. No. Twelve. Twenty. Nine. Oh, I almost said <laughs> eight. I should have gone with that. I mean, I the very first one low. was like in 1901, but I'm not counting all of those because there were all these silent and short versions between 1901 and 1916. So I'm counting 1916, and then there was 1935, and then in 1951, which is the one my mother grew up with, with Alistair Sims, and then 1983 is Mickey. 1984. I thought I you weren't counting animated. I, I had to put Mickey in there. I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't want to count the one that Jim Carrey uh-huh. did. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> 84 was my favorite, which is George C. Scott, because that came out when I was like nine. Um, 92 mm-hmm. is the Muppet Christmas Carol. 99 is Patrick Stewart. <laughs> Uh, last year there was mm-hmm. uh, 2019 there was one with uh, Guy Pierce, and there's one this year and I can't read my handwriting <laughs> <laughs> who's Guy Pierce? Um, uh, Priscilla Queen of the Desert um, I think- oh which one? oh yeah, the guy that did that the was it the one the that was in Superman? No, the younger guy. The one that was the father, I think. The one that had the son. Oh, oh okay. It's no, not the not one that was in Superman. Superman, right? Neil God. Okay, okay. I know which character you're thinking of. I'm just trying to think I of the, the face that goes with Matrix, it. I thought he was also in Matrix, but I may be completely wrong. <laughs> I thought the guy from Superman no. was the guy in the Matrix. No, it is him. Yeah, he was. Then in the it Matrix. could be. He was a uh, Smith, the agent. He was the one with all the different. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Guy Pierce. Um, he was in LA Confidential. 
Is he so he's the one from the Matrix? Mm, looking, hang on, sorry. Yeah, he should. He should be. Then I know who he is. I just didn't know that that was his name. I think <laughs> yeah, I've seen him in other stuff too. But not LA Confidential. I've never no, seen Hugo Weaving is the one from the Matrix. Oh. So it's the other one. Oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, Sorry. boo. It's not a big deal. It's not like I'll ever watch it. <laughs> it's not exact. I mean, every now and then I'll watch that mo- one of those movies, but they're not my favorite to watch. Yeah. They're just very long. All right. In Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, he was Adam. I don't know if that helps any. The youngest. No, because it's been an extremely long time since I watched that movie. Hugo was Tick, and Terrence Stamp, who was in Superman and Haunted Mansion, was Bernadette. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Moving on. Moving on. We'll take a hop over to our next movie, <laughs> which Someone left cake out in rain. <laughs> I I anyway, love this go. movie. Um <laughs> this movie and its other counterparts actually was like one of the bases for uh, me and Caleb's friendship because we bonded over these movies. <laughs> Oddly. Oh, I was like, what movie are but we yes, talking about? We're okay. going to talk about Ernest P. Whirl in Ernest Saves Christmas, the wonderful Jim Varney. <laughs> I love him. So if anyone who is who was born like after 1990 will not know. Better known is, as probably. Slinky Dog but. in the first two <laughs> Toy Story movies. <laughs> That's right. I forgot Thank about that. Because I think wasn't wasn't Ernest like isn't he a comedian yeah, and Ernest he, was his character? He did. Um, they were like yeah. Kentucky Fried Chicken commercials that he was doing, and where he did the you know it's me Vern and he stick his head in the window and they do those close ups. Yeah. And, and then he just did random other commercials like I remember he was in uh, like some electric company commercial. Yeah. It's true, and all you do is go, "Hey, Vern." Yeah, Vern, you knew exactly who it was. He's the only one that Vern is technically yeah, in, yeah. even though you still don't see him. But is oddly he? enough, I did not know this, or I did not remember this until we started watching, that it all takes place in Orlando. It does. <laughs> I totally forgot like, about that, yeah. I saw this, do you know, I saw this movie in the theater with my Aunt Sandra. Yeah, I think I saw this in the theater. Believe it or not. I don't remember because I was little, but I remember we were watching it, and uh, I I remembered more scenes than I thought I would. I there was a good bit that I had forgotten, but um, I, there were parts like the snakes and all. I was like, oh my god, and, I remember uh, this scene. Enough, you know, you know, it was filmed a lot in Apopka. Yeah, that's where the director. The director or, no, the executive like, producer is from Apopka. Yeah. And um, um, speaking of the snakes, his mm-hmm. uh, uh, truck said a Popka snake. <laughs> and then, and the, um, Did it really? It's not the County, and they were at MCO. Yeah, when they were when they were filming the 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 yeah. airport, and I noticed, I'm like, oh, they said Orlando, and then you see the bags go by, and it has the MCO stickers on the tags. They filmed they film Summit. Yeah, at, uh, yeah, Hollywood Studios. Yeah, back when it was. I remember the back oh, that's tour, cool. and that was one of my favorite things to do. And you go down Residential Street, and there's the house from uh, Ernest Saves Christmas. I forgot. I totally forgot about that. Just up the street from the <laughs> Golden Girls' house. I did not. Empty nest. Yeah. Oh, geez. Empty nest. Yeah. Oh, and the guy. Uh huh. Well, yeah, because remember, they oh, lived sure. right next door. The guy that played Santa. It- yep. The voice of the Sultan uh-huh. in Aladdin. I was gonna say he looked familiar too from other stuff, and um, the little the little old lady oh that God. is working at the center that the new Santa works for. Of, I was like, I remember she's her. One of the she's been in other from, stuff. Um, uh, Sixteen Candles. She's the one that goes, "Dong, Grandpa is talking to you." <laughs> okay. 
I was gonna say, I know I saw her from something else. Yeah, her name nice was uh, Billy Bird. <laughs> yeah. She was uh, the woman at, uh, she was in Home mm-hmm. Alone. She was in Police Academy. Um, oh, yeah. Mm hmm. That's what I'm saying. She was one yeah. of those people that you always saw in the movie. She was, I don't think she was ever like the main boy. character, but she was always she was Murphy there and memorable. I'm not surprised. <laughs> Oh my god! Voice. <laughs> yeah, I love. So I have always and always remembered that one scene where he goes looking for the guy, and he's in the movie, and he's making it's a horror movie. Oh, oh Santa sleeves. Ever since I saw this movie, I wanted to watch. A Christmas horror movie where Santa slays instead of slays. But I, I love this movie where it's Santa trying to find his replacement with this uh, kid show host who doesn't believe him. He's got his magic sack that has all the different toys and uh, the runaway girl who uh, tries to steal his uh, the magic sack. Oh my god. When, I, when she started bringing toys out of that it was like childhood all over again. That big yeah. old blue yeah. hairy monster doll. I remember when those things came out. I, I was like, this I, is so like I love Jim Barney doing the different characters, like the uh, the snake guy, no and then way. the uh, the director's mom with the walker. The mom. Where is my son? Oh my god. Wouldn't you know the good one dies? Oh, oh my God, that man. <laughs> and when they went to spring Santa out of the uh, out of the jail, and he's the the governor's assistant. Yes, <gasps> right. They, they would never take you and the girl into a love, jail cell. I know. They would never. I know. Well, I don't know. Back then, they didn't really yeah, have the same. They would never let them just take somebody out <laughs> of the either. jail. <laughs> But, like, I love how, like, Santa's in there and he just gets all of the inmates to, like, start caroling. And, and... and the freaking reindeer and the, the guys at the airport. I remember him other movies. Yeah. Like, the bigger oh, I do guy with part. every time he, like, looks around, they do that. Get it, get it. <laughs> uh huh. I, I vividly remembered that scene where Animal Control comes in and they're like, reindeer, and they're looking up at the top and he's just like, like, like that's, no, that's, there's no speech. They're just, you just you need, you they do it like, all silently. That's not, that's not us. <laughs> that's not us. That's not us. <laughs> I'm like, that's so typical Florida. Yeah, no, no, I'm no, it's I'm such leaving. a good movie. It's so fun. I was laughing my butt off and calling him. It was a blast Santa, in the past. Mr. Santos. <laughs> <laughs> They arrested Santa. I love how he gets through customs so easily. TSA, all of it. They're just like, that's your real name. Okay. That like no would never happen now. Now that would never happen. Ever. It just sucks. On his um uh passport. Passport, thank you. He's from Prussia. Oh, was he? I didn't see. I was I was back and forth because I was uh, helping make dinner when we started it. Oh, I love it. I still like me and Caleb. We talked about that. We talked about Ernest scared stupid. Ernest goes to jail. I love Ernest it. goes mm-hmm. to camp. I love I love me some Ernest goes to jail when because he, he plays the two characters. I yeah, I mean Jim Barney is really funny when he plays Ernest, but when he plays straight. I oh my god, it's it's brilliant. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean it, he was a good comedian. He was. Yeah. It sucks before we could get his voice on the ride. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. That's true. I'm actually surprised that the he didn't do enough with the yeah. movies that they couldn't have used yeah. it unless they couldn't get permission. And wonder, I wonder if it was before they started signing everything saying, you know, if we use right. you, we're, we're allowed to use your voice for yeah. everything. Because you know how they do that now? 
Because I was going to say, I'm pretty sure Slinky Dog oh, talked yeah. enough, even in yeah. just the first one. That they could have, yeah. All right. On that note, we're <laughs> going to take a little break, get up, stretch our legs, and we'll be back with some more Christmas. We'll be back. Sounds good. And welcome back, everybody. Hope you guys enjoyed your break. Ours went a little longer due to technical difficulties, but we're back. Oy vey. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> so let's get things started again. Mm-hmm. And it's time for question number two of our Random World Trivia. Okay. Holiday Inn came out in 1942. What song from this movie was the number one Christmas song until 1997? Hotel Motel Holiday Inn? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, was this the one with White Christmas? Yep. Yeah. That's the answer. <laughs> well, I've never seen the movie, so I didn't know. Because <laughs> Holiday Inn came out before the movie White Christmas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He writes he writes the song in the movie for the girl. Yes, he does. Who then leaves him to be a big star diva bitch and then, you know, comes back home. And then comes back. <laughs> she leaves him to go dance with Fred Astaire and then comes, comes back. back to Bing Crosby. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so going on to our next movie, which once again I've never seen this movie. Um, and we'll we'll have a little debate here because uh, uh, things. So <laughs> we watched Meet Me in St. Louis. Louis. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Louis. Meet me in St. Louis. St. Louis, St. Louis. Food Which is I, I found out after we watched the movie is where the trolley song comes from. Clang, yep. clang, clang with the trolley. Yep. Ding, ding, ding with the bell. You definitely heard that a lot at Magic Kingdom. Yeah, I did. <laughs> also, it's just fun. I have I have a Judy Garland live 2LP album, and she sings this one in there. Although her singing it live in a cabaret style is way more fun because oh, she, I, I, like, hams it up. I mean, total, total queen, like... It's just so much fun. I um, I had a uh, gay boy slippage moment here and forgot that Judy Garland was in this movie. You have a lot of those, so with the yeah, old she, movies. He goes, is that Judy? I'm like, um, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> we watched it first place. Once again, never seen the movie, so... Once again, sometimes you just lose your princess points. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't have princess points. It's the queen. Thank you. <laughs> Enough princess to reach queen. Queen. <laughs> Bow down, bitch. I don't think so. <laughs> this one. <laughs> anyway. I hadn't seen it until, what, we got it, like, maybe last Christmas? Or no, uh, I hadn't seen it until we actually just bought it and watched it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was the first. That's why I was so surprised the trolley song was in it. I'd never, <laughs> I'd never actually watched it. I mean, I knew about Mom, it, and I knew. It, but... Mom and I watch that every Christmas. Oh, I've never seen it come on TV. Maybe we weren't watching the right stations. <laughs> which, which brings me to my little debate thing here is that I, I've heard and I've seen it on lists that they consider this a Christmas movie Mm -hmm. I absolutely don't I'm like only a tiny sliver of this movie actually happens at Christmas but because she sings have yourself a merry little Christmas automatically it becomes a Christmas movie yeah that's that's how it goes the the Christmas section of the movie is the part that I remember it's got the dance and it it's it's more than just a sliver of the movie, but it's a very important part of the movie. It's not yeah. like filler. Like some it's of the other stuff is like yeah. Well, yeah, I know, but I'm like it's part of a larger thing. It's not just Christmas. Like I can oh, give you oh, Die Hard because it happens at Christmas. 
<laughs> but the majority of this movie is other parts of the year. Okay, well, the Santa Claus doesn't all happen at Christmas. Only the begin, the part of the beginning and part, part of the end does. About Santa but it doesn't and- matter. This not really is not about Christmas. Christmas is a Christmas movie. It don't take anywhere near Christmas except for the end. <laughs> <laughs> this game all day. Uh, no, but not to say that I didn't enjoy the movie though. I I thought it was That's a good funny. movie. Like, oh my god, the little girls, the youngest sisters. Margaret O'Brien. Is oh dear so god, hysterical. Your doll has four fatal diseases. <laughs> we probably won't make it through the night. <laughs> and then when you're going to move, I'm going to bring all my dollies, even the ones I buried. What? Yep. <laughs> this is Ada. This is when I think of like my nieces. Oh, this no, one's no. Ada. <laughs> and then the Halloween section where uh, she, they're like, you're the worst. Oh my God. Oh, and they throw flour at people. And... <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> that was, I, I was, ugh, oh my God. There are parts of that when I'm like, really? Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> yep. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I'm not jumping to watch this every Christmas. It's it's a good movie, but it does not put me in the Christmas feeling except for the end. I do agree with that. But I can agree that if you can, can if you can let me consider Die Hard and Gremlins and some of those other ones as Christmas movies or Krampus and all, I can let you consider this one a Christmas movie. Uh, I think it is. I, uh, I don't. I'm, I mm. I can see it as like a Christmas tradition, like like with Jody, you know, watching it at Christmas. Okay, fine. It's a it's a movie we watch at Christmas. Fine. <laughs> then it's a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. A Christmas movie a would be. I mean, a Christmas movie is also just a movie you watch at Christmas. I mean, uh, to me, Star Wars is a Christmas movie because we watch it every Christmas day. Oh, we always, that was always a Thanksgiving movie because it was always on TBS on Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah and just like uh, Wizard of Oz is a New Year's Eve movie. Because for some reason, when I was growing up, every New Year's Eve, there's Wizard okay. of Oz. Interesting. <laughs> Uh, no, I, it was a good movie. It can be a kind of a long movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, you made me on. Thank you. All right. Sorry. 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 Yeah. I mean, I don't like a lot of. Uh, I don't like most Christmas movies, especially the newer stuff. So, like, I don't like the Santa Claus movies. I did not enjoy Noel when Jody made me watch it when it came out. <laughs> I did not. I know you did. I didn't care for it. I don't like those kinds of movies. Uh, you know, I did not like the new one on Hulu, and you know why. <laughs> um, I just don't like... I, Mom watches Hallmark all day long. Oh, the new The new one, what? Holiday um, season. The happiest season. The one with uh, Dan Levy. And, um, oh, oh, yeah. I know I shouldn't like that. Um, yeah. And I, so, like, I just, Chris, like, a tr- like what people consider a Christmas movie, they're just horribly written, no matter what they are. They follow tropes. They follow outlines. They, you know, they're just very cliched. They're very not believable. Um, and, it, and so, like, I don't ever really want to watch them. Uh, about the most Christmassy movie that I do enjoy, though, is uh, Santa Claus the movie mm-hmm. from the 80s. Uh, I do really, really enjoy that one. But again, it's not your typical Christmas story. It's got like a bigger story behind it, which is, I think, why I will watch Miracle on 34th Street. Um, I'm not very good. At, I don't really care for it. It's a Wonderful Life. And I really hate, I, re- I abhor a Christmas story. Like, I will, you put that on, I would rather drill through my brain. Like, <laughs> I, I, some parts of it I can I can laugh at, but yeah, it's it's not the. I can't stand any part of the movie. Oh, <laughs> but one of my favorites that I I do enjoy watching every year is the original night. Um, uh, you the almost Grinch, said I it. Know, uh, the Grinch who stole Christmas. 
Mm-hmm. The cartoon. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I do enjoy that one. And um, who sings the song? It's um, the guy who's the Tony the Tiger. Yeah. I, um, yes. I, Thurl Ravencroft. Yes. That's it. Yeah. I was like, I just read about this the other day. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, and speaking of the Grinch, Nicole and I watched the Jim Carrey Grinch. What was it? A couple days ago. And like when I think of this movie, it, I was old enough that this feels like a movie that's not very old. Yeah. And yet when we went and watched it, I was like, oh shit, this is a really old movie. Like <laughs> the, the little girl who was Cindy Lou Who is the lead singer of The Pretty Reckless. Oh wow. Which I love I love them. Um, you know, it it had, you know, Molly Shannon was her mom. Yeah. And uh who else was mm-hmm. Yeah, she was in it, and it just all these people, and I was like, God damn, I forgot all these people that were in this movie. Yeah. Um, that's, and that's actually a really good one. Yeah, that's um, one of my actual favorite Christmas songs, too, is uh, the Grinch. Yeah. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. It just brings a smile mm-hmm. to my face. <laughs> no, it's true. Do you know I that? really love, oh, yep. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, one of my other favorites that came from that was Faith Hill singing Where Are You Christmas. Mm. I don't always like a lot of new songs or, you know, modern takes on songs and all, but that one was, it was just really pretty. Now, I was just going to say, do you know that Ron Howard showed up on set in full Grinch costume, thought it would be funny, give Jim something to laugh at, and Jim avoided him like the play, <laughs> he thought they brought in another actor and they were trying to replace him. Oh, God. No one else was going to do that. Until Ron like walked up to him and was basically like, what the hell's your problem? And he was like, oh! <laughs> my, one of my absolute favorite parts of that movie, I just, it always tickles me. And to this day, it still does. Oh, this damn, okay, this earbud is hurting my ear. Is when he's out on that ledge and he's got the telephone book. And he's like, you know, whatever the name was, Abigail, blah, 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 who? I hate you. <laughs> and he just goes down to listen. He's like, hey, 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 hey. No. <laughs> <laughs> I feel this so much right now. <laughs> I was like, you are a man. One, one of the, the things that I do love about the, the live action with Jim Carrey is there's that one part in his lair where he's uh, supposed to rip the tablecloth off the table and, you know, have everything fly everywhere. It actually Mm -hmm. pulled off perfectly, left everything there, so he just goes over and knocks the whole table (laughs) over. Knocks all of it over. (laughs) And that was actually a a blooper that they actually just left in the movie because it was just so perfect. Mm -hmm. He's just like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I love it. And I, I love I love the backstory they gave it. Because, you know, a lot of times when you, like, I have no interest in seeing the newer Dun Grinch cartoon with uh, Cumberbatch in it and all, yeah. but does a voice. And there's nothing against them. I just, I feel like it didn't bring anything new to it. Because the Grinch is the Grinch for me, right? It's a Dr. Seuss story. The cartoon does it perfect justice. I don't need any more. But for whatever reason, the backstories that they gave Jim Carrey's Grinch just worked really well. And I loved, you know, the two old aunties having raised him when he was younger and him having fallen in love with Christine Barinsky's character. And that, like, it gave it gave it a backstory that I never thought I was really going to enjoy. And it just gave you all the feels. <laughs> and it's like, oh, the Grinch is so bad after all. <laughs> and... There's this quote, I was looking up Christmas quotes earlier, and there's one from the movie. It's like, darn it, that music is uh, uh, beautiful and triumphant. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Going back to the cartoon, I just love that the person that they cast to narrate the cartoon is like one of the biggest horror movie actors <laughs> in history. I mean, the man that played the mummy yep. and, you mm-hmm. know, and Frankenstein and he's got a beautiful he voice. Does. He oh, he does that. He does. Yeah. And <laughs> universal does um, their holiday stuff over at islands of adventure. And they 
have the Hula Day celebration, and usually every year they do a live retelling of The Grinch Who Stole Christmas, a shortened version on stage. But before, now that would be fun. But of course, due to COVID, you know, Miss Corona, uh, they couldn't do it this year. But I hope they do it uh, start again next year because it is so much fun. And the actors that they get to play the Grinch are hilarious as heck. And as we said in a previous podcast, talking about us going to Universal and the Grinch just yelling over the megaphone. Oh, my God. He was funny. He's very, very <laughs> good at ad-libbing. He was very well cast. There's um, there's no. a, pod, um, a, a YouTube station that I follow, Super Enthused, and she was following him around and she he was in one of the shops and noticed her uh looking at him through the window so he walked up and like rubbed his butt on the window <laughs> <laughs> like, awesome. that is awesome see this is the kind of fun you can't have at disney park that's true you just can't they wouldn't allow it that's the only kind of fun you can have at universal <laughs> oh all right and uh, how about um, a Peanuts Christmas, Charlie Brown Christmas? Oh, that's one that would always come on as a kid. When Linus gives his, I had that on VHS. His little speech. I don't know who did the voice for Linus. I just love that voice. Mm-hmm. I haven't actually watched that cartoon in a long time, but I do own the vinyl of the music because <laughs> it's very, it's very iconic uh, Christmas jazz. Or I guess jazz that became yeah. known as yeah. Yeah. jazz, you know, and uh, and it is. It's always a favorite of mine to listen to around the holidays. Yeah, that um, sad little Christmas tree, right? <laughs> I've had a couple of those trees. Sometimes it's the only kind of tree you can have. <laughs> it's the love that you put That's into right. it. Now I know when we were growing up, we we would always watch the cartoon Frosty. Oh, the and then the, the one where where Frosty gets married, the two mm. of them. What both of those? I yeah, you, do you never see the no. second one? Yeah, it's very embarrassing because <laughs> the name of Mrs. Frosty is Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> do you know who did? I hated that. I part. don't know if he did it in the second one, but in the original Frosty that came out in the sixties, do you know who did the voice for Frosty? Jimmy uh-uh. Durante. Who is that? The cha cha cha. Yeah, that that guy. Like oh. the bigger nose and yeah. Jeff was feeling yeah. that he wanted to go. Interesting. <laughs> well, I was looking so last night I was trying to find something to watch on TV for a while before I set him on IT crowd. And um I was trying to make it Christmassy and AMC's got a bunch of stuff on there. Um and there was one I started watching it, but I actually stopped just because they, the um, the audio was horrific on it. But it was a little animated thing from, it, I think it was from like the 50s or 60s. And it was like these two mice that were on their way to some German town where they were going to uh, perform for the queen of the country. And and like it was, it was like a complete, like it, they had like, little little numbers and everything like they everyone was singing and it was like a whole a whole little animated production it was a lot of fun and I was like this audio just sucks since I just stopped yeah. it <laughs> I was like well if you're going to have it out there to watch what, at least like you know, what it up. the title of it was it was like something and something's christmas it was like two boy names and it was the names of the, the okay. mice I'll find out later and tell you but like I was like, well, what the hell is this? Is this something I ever watched? And I put it on. I was like, no, I never watched this. And it was cute. One of them sounded like they may have had a uh, English accent. But um, yeah, it kind of stunk that uh, the audio was so bad because I was I was kind of interested in seeing it. Hmm. And they don't and they don't have Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, but they've got the one with the the Happy Baby New Year, <laughs> which is not as fun as the original, you know, or the second one yeah. that they did. So, yeah. Okay, so before we get into this last little bit, for the final time, it's time for our last question. Blah! <laughs> okay, so I went with a more modern movie since I did old movies before. Um, and the movie Elf... 
Oh, there's a movie we could have watched. Yeah. Oh, like man. Elf. I was watching the making of Elf, and I just, I, they were talking about how they went through like director after director, and somebody recommended John Favreau. And it was one of his, he'd only done like Swing Kids, and because this is way before Iron Man and all that. Um, mm-hmm. he came in with a list of what he wanted to do for the movie. And it was everything that the writers and the producers wanted. Like he had all the ideas that they had, they just meshed so well. And he wanted James Collins to play the dad. And they got mm-hmm. to the scene where they're in like the boardroom and James Conn has to stand up and, you know, be like super forceful with uh, buddy they did the scene a couple times and John Favreau went over and whispered something into his ear. And then he did the scene that we get in the movie and they asked John, they're like, what did you do? And he said, I walked over and I leaned down and said, you are Sonny fucking Corleone from his character from the Godfather. And that put him in the right mindset. And that's awesome. I love it. Cause like, okay. I mean, you guys know I'm a Will Ferrell fan, and I mean, like, I will always admit when he when he is bad, he is bad. But when he mm-hmm. is on, he is motherfucking on. And I, I mean, Elf, he was on. That is the funniest. And damn apparently, movie. they had cast Wanda Sykes to be in the movie, but at the last oh, minute, man. she had to drop out, and they call they called in. Um, oh, I can't. Get, please forgive me because I cannot remember his name. The big. The bigger black guy that's in the movie. They called mm-hmm. him as a favor. They already had the name tag made up for Wanda and it said Wanda. And he's like, no, I want to wear it. So his name tag, that's why his name tag says Wanda. But Wanda. Man, shit, that would have been yeah. fun to have her so in So my there. trivia question is, Peter, Bill- the actor Peter Billingsley played Ming Ming the elf. What other famous Christmas movie did he star in? What's his name? Peter Billingsley. Famous yep. one? Well, yeah. Famous, well-known. Played every Christmas. Miracle on 34th Street? Not that old. He's an oh, okay. adult in Elf, and he's a child in the... It's a okay, here's a hint. Crystal, you hate this movie. The Santa no. Claus? The Christmas Story. Oh. Uh, he's the blonde. He's Ralphie from A Christmas Story. Oh. Oh. Oh, that poor guy. I'm he sorry. does mostly behind the camera work now, but every but he's friends with John Favreau and he's friends with like Vince Vaughn. And every once in a while he will pop up in a movie. He's got oh, he he grew up really, really well. Yeah, he, he's, he's got, got beautiful he's got blue these eyes. Dark yeah. blue eyes yeah. and oh yeah. That's funny. That's all right. Now, the last thing that I want to talk about is we'd be remiss to miss this. But first, I have to say, because it's along the same lines, is I just found this just for the heck of it. I, I found it accidentally. Do you guys remember a claymation Christmas with the California raisins? Oh, Lord. Yes. Oh my god, yes. 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 I had all raisins. Me too. I I was looking up, I had a coloring book. I love the California. I was raisins. looking up the claymation like like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and that, but it brought up the uh uh Will Vinton's Claymation Christmas. And with I remember watching that on TV. <laughs> They they have like the Noid. Oh my god, Noid! Oh my mm-hmm. god, from Domino's. <laughs> and remember, they yep. did that one um, with the rabbit to um, uh, beat it, or Billy Jean. One of those that mm-hmm. Michael Jackson, where he, it's a rabbit that turns into Michael Jackson. <laughs> no, I don't remember that at all. I don't remember that one. <laughs> or the Carol of the Bells. With the silly face bell. No, I don't remember that one. (laughs) There was an ad, but I just have to play this. I'm like, 
this I remember so much because it was all these different like bells and they played Carol of the Bells. And there's this one who's just a weird as hell because he's like the dopey one because he's been hit so many times with that mallet. And it had that like creepy uh, uh, director. Remember that? I do not remember that part. I don't remember that. No. <laughs> oh, so many, so many memories. That's funny. But, uh, I think I remember, didn't the California Raisins have like a little cartoon a series little bit, or yeah. something? Yeah. yeah, I thought so. I was like, but, I remember Like that. I was saying, we'd be remiss not to talk about um, Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer. Uh, and all of those cartoons that was the claymation that would come mm. on. Bumble. Burlides. Bumble. The Snow Miser and Heat Miser. Mm-hmm. See, that's the one I don't know. That's the one Nicole likes, but I only know the first one and the <laughs> Misfit Toys. Oh, the Island of Misfit Toys. Yeah. I, I do love that one. What, what's the mm-hmm. one with the, with the elf that just wants to be a dentist? Is that the one with like the New Year's? What's the one with the New Year's baby? It's still them, but instead it's done at New Year's, and I think the New Year's baby yeah. goes missing or something. That one always played closer to New Year's. It's not as fun. It's the same style. Yeah, it's the same style, but it's it's boring. <laughs> but yeah, oh, I loved watching that, and um, SeaWorld does some stuff with that out there. They have meet and greets with uh, Bumble, mm-hmm. and what's the 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 lumberjack guy? Oh Jesus! Um. Oh my God! Oh, I don't remember his name. I remember he used to pick his at. He used to pick the ice and then he'd lick it. <laughs> I've got like figurines of him, and I can't think of what his name yeah. is. <laughs> I just remember. I just remember Burl Ives doing the uh, snowman, silver and gold, silver and gold. Yukon <laughs> Cornelius. That's it. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> He's uh, an Arctic prospector. Mm-hmm. He meets Rudolph and Hermie when they're trying to avoid the abominable snow monster. Yeah. Yes. Uh, such a good time. So, like, they don't make things like that anymore. No. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. You know what? I read this. It was, I think, I guess it was a meme. And this is right. If Santa knows when you're naughty or nice, he damn well knew that yeah. Rudolph was getting picked on. <laughs> Come on now. He was staying silent and he was just letting that poor little thing get It's like that meme like when you were little you used to root for um, Jerry over Tom and Jerry and then when you grew up you realized that Jerry was an asshole. (laughs) They were both assholes. They deserved each other. Let's get real. That's like Sylvester and Tweety Bird. You're supposed to vote for Tweety Bird, but I never liked Tweety Bird. I yeah. thought he was a jackass. And he was. I mean, Sylvester was too, but he was just dumb. True. True. <laughs> Especially when he tried to eat the kangaroo. <laughs> and I'd much rather Wiley e. Coyote than, yeah. than the Roadrunner. I was like, come on, get him! <laughs> right? He was always my favorite. And then he would look at you and just explain it. I used to, I love when Wiley e. Coyote would actually. Have a voice he and he very, would explain he was very everything. And <laughs> he was. He gave knew him his words. Right? Yeah, I loved those. <laughs> well, on that note, my friends, I think our season has come to an end. Yes, it's been a yes. wonderful ride this season. Uh, it's it's been fantastic. Uh, well, it's been a lot of fun, but better yeah. than I thought it to was To all of be. our listeners who have made it through, thank you for listening to us. Uh, hopefully you guys will join us again once we come back after the new year. Yes, and feel free to uh, advertise us on social media. And don't forget to come yes. find us on the Twitter. Uh, on Twitter. Uh, it's MRW Podcast is what we're at. And then, of course, you can shoot us an email at myrandomworldmail at gmail.com. And 
that's going to do it for us. So from our random world to yours, may you have a happy holiday. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy mm-hmm. Kwanzaa. Festivus for the rest of us. Hope you mm-hmm. Merry Solstice and uh, yes. Happy New Year to we'll all. See you. I hope you have a sleepy puppy next to you like I do right now. <laughs> <laughs> We will see you guys in the new year. Be safe, be happy, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.